الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فقد قال تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد انما المؤمنون الذين اذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم واذا تليت عليهم اياته زادتهم ايمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون وقال تعالى ولما توجهت القاء مدين قال عسى ربي ان يهديني سواء السبيل الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين respected ulama-i kiram elders and brothers the best group of people to walk the surface of this earth Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen them to be beacons of light and give direction to mankind. And in reality, the Anbiya salam are supposed to be our role models. We were supposed to study their lives and understand every facet and every aspect of their lives and try to bring that within our lives in order for us to be successful. The ayat which I recited now, which is speaking about Hazrat Musa ala nabina wa alayhi salatu wasalam, who is that Nabi whose name has been most frequently mentioned in the Qur'an Sharif. Approximately 136 times, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions different episodes of his life. From even before he was born, his birth were given about Hazrat Musa alayhi salam, but this ayat which I recited now just indicates to a very short episode in the life of Hazrat Musa salam, but is filled with many, many lessons for us. And that is the purpose for the Qur'an Sharif mentioning these incidents. It's not just merely to entertain or thrill us or to tell us some story, but rather it is for us to derive the lessons from that story and we benefit from that story. In the time of Hazrat Musa salam, on what occasion something had happened and Fir'aun had given the instructions that Musa salam must be executed. This was prior to the time when Hazrat Musa salam was appointed as a Nabi. So Musa salam was informed of this and immediately he set out of Egypt and he began to flee away and run away. The Qur'an Sharif mentions and he made a dua Oh my Lord, save me from the oppressive people. Now you look at this, it's a very short dua, 
But the fact that it's mentioned in the Quran, and it's a dua of a Nabi, remember, this dua will be more effective than other duas. We are also faced with a situation, daily we are faced with situations, where we are surrounded by oppressors, whether they be hijackers, whether they are looters, whether they are kidnappers, whatever they may be, they may be robbers. But we are also surrounded by these oppressors. So we need to constantly make dua to Allah and ask Allah for His protection. So Musa salam leaves and he proceeds towards Madian. But because he had to leave all of a sudden, Hazrat Musa salam did not even have shoes. So he had to undertake this lengthy, difficult journey without any shoes. He had no provisions. In fact, he did not even know the road properly. That is why he made dua, Asa Rabbi Yahdiani Sawa Sabil, that I have hope that my Lord will guide me to the best route and the best path. So in our lives we will also encounter challenges. Remember Ambiali Musalam went through the greatest of challenges. But as a mu'min and as a believer, we are required always to turn our attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that it's only Allah that can help us in those challenges. It's only Allah that can guide us to take the best possible means that we need to take. A person can do 50 things, but he does not know what is the best thing and the most beneficial thing to do. So Musa salam makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he proceeds towards Madian. It is a seven-day journey. He does not have any food, nothing. Along the way, whatever leaves he gets, maybe some fruit or vegetables that he breaks from the trees, that is the only source of food that he has. And after seven days, وَلَمَّا وَرَدَ مَا أَمَدْيًا وَجَدَ عَلَيْهِ أُمَّةً مِنَ النَّاسِ يَسْقُونَ وَوَجَدَ مِن دُونِهِمْ أُمْرَاتَيْنِ تَذُودَانِ Musa salam comes to the city, Madian now, which is presently located in, in Jordan. So from Egypt, he traveled right to Jordan. And he comes to a well, and he sees a group of people that they are giving water to the animals to drink. وَوَجَدَ مِن دُونِي مُمْرَاتِينِ تَذُودَانِ But aside from this group of people, there are two women that are standing there, and they are holding the animals back. قَالَ مَا خَطْبُكُمَا Musa salam, seeing the plight of these young girls, he asked them, what is the matter? What is the problem? Why are you not giving your animals water to drink? So what he said, that we will not give our animals water to drink, we will make sure that all the shepherds are finished and they have taken the animals and they moved away. Then only we will go forward and then we will give our animals water to drink. Teaching us a very important lesson, a lesti, which was something that was normal in the past. But unfortunately now we find that this modesty and these morals are being eroded and we're not finding that level of modesty anymore. How is then the importance of segregation? This is the law of the Sharia. This is the law of Deen. Remember those people, their hearts were far more clear than our hearts. Their hearts were cleaner than our hearts. These two young girls happened to be the daughters of a Nabi of the time. Hazrat Shu'ib ala Nabina wa salatu wasalam. That there has to be segregation. There cannot be free intermingling and free communication. Because when there's free intermingling and when there's free communication, that is when shaitan takes advantage of the situation and he causes problem and he causes indecency at that time. Then they told him also, وَأَبُونَا شَيْخٌ كَبِيرٌ 
This is not the ideal place for us to be. But what can we do? Our father is a very old man. And he cannot render the service now. He cannot bring these goats to give them water. So there's, we have no other option. Carry out this khidmat and this service. فَسَقَالَهُمَا So Musa salam, although he had, but this is prophetic compassion. Remember, Nabi has the highest level of compassion and a Nabi is always of service to others. And that's a very important lesson that we need to learn in our lives that we should always be of service to others. Within your own home, be of service to your wife, be of service to your children, be of service to your parents, be of service to your family members, your friends, your associates. Take that as an honor. Take that as a privilege. Allah has given you the opportunity of being of service to someone that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's kindness and Allah's grace on you. Don't at any point think to yourself that you are doing someone else a favor. But think to yourself, I am getting reward. You know, they say, khidmat say, khuda miltai. By a person serving others, he will get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man khadama khudima. The system of Allah is when you will serve others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will appoint people to serve you also. You will serve your parents. The day will come when your children will serve you. When your juniors will serve you. So this is the way you need to think and reason. So Musa salam goes and he takes those goats and he gives them the water to drink. Some ulama, some of us sirin explain the incident like this. That after the shepherds finished, normally they would take a big boulder and they would put it back on on, on, on the top of the well, that normally 10 people, you require 10 people to move that boulder. But Musa salam was so strong, alone he had moved that boulder. And some explained that there was another well on the other side. And Musa salam went to that well, and that was covered with a huge rock or a boulder, that 10 people would normally be required to remove that. And Musa salam all alone, he moves that boulder, and he gives these goats water to drink, and he brings it back. ثُمَّ تَوَلَّى إِلَى Then he looks for the shade of a tree. And then he goes and he rests in the shade of the tree. And then he says, رَبِّ إِنِّي لِمَا أَنزَلْتَ إِلَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ Oh Allah, I do not want any remuneration from people. I do not want any remuneration from creation. If you're doing a service for someone, don't expect something in return for that. Because then there's no sincerity. Then you're doing it for your own gain. But, oh Allah, I am desperately in need to any good you send down to me. This is his pitiable condition. He's hungry, he's tired, he's exhausted. And he's turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's making this dua, Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khairin faqir. The girls go back home. The father is Hazrat Shuaib salam. The father was very, very alert. He knew, although that was not the time when there were clocks. So normally if there's a clock, you can see the time, alright. Hey, normally you come back one o'clock, what happened today? You're back at half past twelve. But the father was alert. He understood that normally the girls have a certain duration of time that they go for, and they come back. But today they came back early. So immediately he inquired, what happened? How come you came back early? Showing you the responsibility that the father of the home needs to have. He needs children. Where is my child gone to? Where is she gone to? What is she doing? Why is she late today? Why is he late today? 
I have to understand everything and know everything because I am there to protect my child. If I am irresponsible, Allah protect. Shaitan and the agents of shaitan can have the better of my child. That child can be swayed away. I can lose that child. Remember, if I lose that child, I will never have solace in my life again. I will have sleepless nights. So don't take this responsibility to be something light. And that was the time, you know, when goodness was prevalent. But that two people were still careful. They were still cautious. Now we are surrounded by evil. We are surrounded by darkness. There's every avenue of vice that is available for these poor children, for these young children. Shaitan is there and the agents of shaitan. As someone put it beautifully, often we speak about what's happening throughout the world. You know, we're speaking about different parts of the world and what is happening, but we don't know what is happening in the next room of our own home. Because of the gadgets and the devices that these children have got, what they're up to, who they're in communication with, what is happening, what relationships are being formed, people don't realize we are in a deep slumber until Allah protect the day when you don't find your child anymore. Then you wake up from that slumber and you realize all this was brewing, all this was happening right in my home, but I did not know about it. So we have to be alert. Remember as parents, we have to be very, very alert. So immediately he asked them and they relate the incident to him. Let's see this man, he looked like a traveler, he was looking very tired. He came and this is what he did, the service he rendered to us. So Hazrat Shuaib sent one of his daughters that go and call this person. Call him home and let us reward him for his kindness, his service that he had rendered. We will try to give him some sort of remuneration. One of them came walking with a lot of modesty. Now that was not a time when the laws of Parda apply as it is now. Remember throughout the different ages, the laws of the Shariat differed from time to time according to the dictates of the time. But this young girl, she comes to him and with the sleeve of her cloak, she covers her face and she tells him, Inna abi yad'uka liyajziyaka ajrama lana. To give you a remuneration for the service that you had rendered to us. Musa Sam also when he had seen now that this girl is coming towards him, immediately he lowered his gaze. Now look at that level of purity from both sides. From the side of the girl, she's covered her face. And from the side of Musa salam, he's lowered his gaze. As I told you, their hearts were far cleaner than our hearts. Don't be deceived when people tell you, my heart is clean. First of all, no one knows whose heart is clean and whose heart is not clean. Only Allah knows that. To make that clean is already a big thing. To say your heart is clean. How can you make that clean? Have you any solid proof to say that? And then even if your heart may be clean, as you're saying, remember, shaitan is there to tempt you. Shaitan is there to take you towards the haram. So he walks with her. But when he walks, he tells her that let me walk in front and you walk behind. He did not want her to be in front of him. He wanted to walk in front, so she was not within, you know, his gaze. And then he told her that as we're going, wherever you need me, if you need to direct me, then throw a pebble in that direction, and I will understand that I need to walk in that direction. Anyway, Musa salam, when he came to Hazrat Shweb salam, by that time the meals were prepared. So Hazrat Shweb salam told him that 
sit down and participate of the meals. Musa al-Islam immediately asked him that, is this a remuneration for my service? We come from such a family that we don't accept any, any remuneration for our service. If we have to do any kindness to anyone, we don't accept any remuneration. We don't want any reward. Our reward is by Allah. So he told him, even he said, even if someone is prepared to give us the whole world, we're not prepared to take it. So Allah Shaykh told him that you may comfortably participate in the meals because this is my, this is my way of life, this is my trend, and my forefathers, that when any guests come home, they will always participate of the meals. Now again here, you see again, this is also something that's completely dying off. A guest coming home, having meals in your home, this will bring barakah, this will bring blessings, this will bring light, it will bring nur, this will bring Allah's help in that house. Why people are coming, they're eating in that house. But unfortunately nowadays, our homes have become like showcases. The kitchens have also become like showpieces. So it's a masterpiece kitchen. You spend hundreds of thousands of rands. But how much of food is prepared in that kitchen? How many people eat? We've got big homes, but small hearts. But there was a time before when people had small homes, but they had big hearts. So the man has got a small home, but people are welcome to his home. His parents are coming, his relatives are coming, his family they are coming, people are comfortable, people are eating. The woman of the past, every day the food was prepared. So when the visitor is coming, they're not even waiting for you to inform them. They're not letting you go without you eating. That was, that was one time when you went to someone's home. I'm talking about 30, 40 years ago. You went to people's home. No, you can't leave without having any meals. But yeah, unfortunately, this trend is dying away because we are so influenced with the Western lifestyle now. We have forgotten our own morals, our own values and our own ways. And that is why we are deprived of that barakah. We are deprived of that blessings. That home got no happiness anymore. That home got no sukoon anymore. Because there's no visitors that come to that home anymore. So where is the sukoon going to be in that home? Where is the tranquility going to be there? Anyway, Musa salam had participated of the meals. He related the entire incident to him. Shreib salam told him, Don't fear. Najota min al you are saved now from the oppressors. Fir'aun doesn't have any control over this territory. So there's no way that he or any of his army are going to come this way. Then one of the daughters had suggested that, Ya Abatistajir, O father, why don't you hire this man? He seems to be a very good person to render this work. Inna khayra man al amin. The best person for you to hire will be someone who is strong and someone who is reliable. When you hire someone, he needs to be able to do the work. Otherwise, what's the benefit of you having him there if he cannot do the work? And the second thing is he needs to be reliable. So he asked again, how do you know that? Father is worried. How do you know that this man is strong? So she related to him. He just removed that big boulder that normally 10 people need to move. He moved it alone. So he has to be strong. And he's a reliable man because he put his eyes down. When we were walking back, he wanted to walk in front of me. So this man is a very trustworthy man. He's a man of values. He's a man of honor. Yaqub when he looks at this, and then he sees the character 
of Hazrat Musa Alayhisalam. Musa Alayhisalam's got no money. He's penniless. He's just left and he's come. He's a complete foreigner here. But then he offers one of his daughters to him in marriage. That I will offer, I offer to you. First he tells him that I want to employ you on this, that I will marry one of my daughters to you and you will serve me for eight years. He made it very clear, for eight years you will serve me. And if you complete ten, then that's optional. That's ten year, it's teaching us to be very, very clear when it comes to our business deals. Very, very clear. Everything must be explained. Everything must be clarified. There must be no ambiguity. Because when there's ambiguity, that is what leads to fights. Now two people just put some money together. You don't know whether one person is loaning the other person, whether it's a partnership. Later on, that becomes a booming business. Now there's a big fight. There's a big fight happening because one person has got one version of the story and another person has got another version of the story. Anyway, Hazrat Musa salam got married to his daughter, Hazrat Safura radiallahu ta'ala anha, and he served Hazrat Shuaib salam for 10 years, and after 10 years, he left and he went away back to Egypt. And on his way to Egypt, then that was the point when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him the prophethood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen him to become a Rasul and to become a prophet. So as we mentioned, respected friends, this is just one ruku of the Qur'an Sharif. And if you ponder over this incident, there's so many lessons for us to learn. As we also mentioned, when you're giving your daughter to anyone, always look for deen, look for morals, look for character, look for values. Don't be carried away with a person's family name or the color of his skin or how he looks or how wealthy he is. He can be the wealthiest person, but if he's got no morals, he can make your daughter's life a misery. He can really make life very, very difficult for her. On the contrary, he may be a person that does not have that amount of wealth, but she will live like a queen in his home. So these are the different lessons we learn from the lives of Anbiya Ali Musalam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the true understanding and may Allah grant us the tawfiq to bring these lessons within our lives. Wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillah.